You're listening to a Homeboy 88 production. You're listening to Immortal Technique, and this is Revolutionary Volume 2, bringing you the truth in the form of hip-hop. From Death Row, this is Mumia Abu Jamal. Yeah. It's that real this time around. Immortal Technique. Revolutionary Volume 2. It's on now, motherfucker. Lock and load. This is the point of no return. Immortal Technique. And DJ Green London. Third world, motherfucker. Yeah. From where the golden diamonds are ripped from the earth Right next to the slave castles where the water is cursed From where police brutality's not half as nice It makes the hood in America look like paradise Immortal Technique And DJ Green London He is the man of a million voices, none other than your host, here he is, Homeboy 88! What's up everybody? Welcome to the Homeboy 88 Podcast Show. Yeah, I said show at the end of it. It is a show. And man, is this the new fucking normal? Alright, the weather. Everywhere that I see, it's like blazing hot. Okay, I got buddies in Australia. He's telling me it's fucking hot. I'm over here delivering packages in the fucking heat. It's hot, man. And you know, during the summer, back in the days when I was growing up, at least you could go to the public pool with your brothers, your sisters, your your parents. You know, it cost a dollar and shit. Watch people get on the fucking high dive, some daredevils and shit. I never did that shit. I remember one time, you know, at the Olympic-sized pool, the public pool, man. I thought, you know what? Today's the fucking day. I'm going to climb that ladder, and I'm going to get on that diving board, and I'm going to jump the fuck off into the pool, the 12-foot-deep pool. And I climbed the ladder, and dude, I stood up. Yeah, I stood up, and I looked down. Holy shit. I must have got fucking vertigo or scared shitless, because I was like, fuck that shit. I went right back down that ladder. I don't care. My brothers are fucking telling me chicken shit and all this stuff. I ain't going to fucking kill myself, bro. (laughs) Okay? And I think I did jump off one time. And I went straight to the bottom of the fucking pool, okay? And what happens when you go to the straight bottom of the fucking pool, 12-feet pool, first of all, your ears, like, hurt like shit, okay? The fucking pressure, right? 
I know it's only 12 feet, but as a kid, it, it doesn't feel right. Second of all, you're looking up, you're like, holy shit, am I going to die? Okay? That's also an exaggeration. All right? But that's the fucking last time I did that shit. And I didn't even do a dive. I went feet first, okay? That's good enough for me. I did it once. That's about it. I ain't no fucking Olympian, okay? Diving to pools and shit. But going back to the heat, and now. What the hell are we supposed to do? Am I going to have to wear a special suit and shit? And a helmet? I mean, what the fuck? It's really, really hot. And no politics, but China needs to calm the fuck down. I mean, relax and shit. All that manufacturing and shit, take a break. Okay? I know there's like all these websites and shit from China that are selling everything on the cheap. Clothes, electronics, everything you can ask for. Uh, I think I got like a bunch of shorts for like $4 and stuff. Okay? Electronics you can get on the cheap too. And I thought those jobs were going to come back to America. What was that fucking promise? But you know, I deliver and I'm seeing more and more vacant buildings and shit. Alright? More and more vacant buildings. Uh, One of the vacant buildings I see is uh, Toys R Us. And that really uh, breaks my heart. Because, you know, I used to love having an excuse when I had kids and go, Hey, you guys want to go to Toys R Us? But mainly I wanted to go to Toys R Us. Alright? I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Yeah, that fucking song is correct. Because I would go in there and my kids would be looking at the Barbie dolls and the little vehicles and shit. You know, the fucking, the little BMW or the Barbie Corvette and all that stuff. And I'd take them and my wife would be with them. And I'd be I'd be going, uh, I'll be back. And I'm looking at the fucking, uh, the professional wrestler figures. And the Star Wars figures, looking at the Chewbacca and shit. And by the way, Chewbacca is not a fucking dog. That's a fucking Bigfoot, if i ever seen one. When was the last time you saw an eight-foot dog and shit? you never seen an eight-foot dog that fucking goes... <laughs> oh, come on, Chewie. You know we gotta do this bullshit. Ah... Keep your hunger together, Chewbacca. <laughs> you know, that's a fucking Bigfoot. That ain't no dog. And man, I'd go to the video game section back in the days and, and I'd look around at all these shitty ass video games, you know, back in like 2005, 2006. Nah, there are good ones. There are good ones. But now, video games are so fucking advanced, man. They're so cool. And all, you know... All these guys that I talk talk to that are my age that go, you know what? Fuck these new video games, man. I'm all about the old school shit, the fucking Pac-Man, the Donkey Kong, the fucking NBA jams, all this bullshit. Man, if I had a fucking uh, garage all to myself and it didn't have bullshit in there, I'd put a fucking arcade stand. I'd put Street Fighter and shit. Not me, man. I gotta move forward, okay? I can't go backwards, man. All those old games were cool back in the days. But if I had a fucking, what do you call it, a man cave? And I go, you know what I'm going to put in there? I'm going to put a couple arcade uh, games in there, like Karate Champ and shit. Or other ones. That shit's going to collect dust. Who am I fucking kidding? 
Give me my fucking PlayStation 5. Give me my hard-ass games. Like, uh, there's this one called Returnal, man. All right? I almost got this fucking game and chucked it out the fucking window. There's no goddamn difficulty on it. It's just fucking straight up. It's hard, and that's fucking that. Okay? And I was playing the game entirely wrong for eight fucking hours. Until I go, I think I'm playing this wrong. Right? I think, I don't know all the fucking buttons and shit. <laughs> I looked up a, a video up on YouTube. Sure, sure enough, I was playing it all wrong. But you know what? Since I was playing it wrong and I was still doing good, now that I'm playing it right, it's actually easier. But I want games to be fucking uh, insanely difficult. You know what I'm saying? Because, and if I play a video game against you, beat my ass. Okay? Whip my fucking ass. If you're really good at the game, do not give me any chances and shit. I'll be like my uncle, man. You know, my uncle back in the days, I've always been a gamer. But he'd come over and we'd be playing like, you know, uh, like uh, Tecmo Bowl or anything like that. The NHL games. And if he fucking had an inkling that I was fucking not uh, trying my hardest, he'd get the fucking controller he chuck it on the couch and goes, I don't want to play anymore. I don't want to play with you, man. <laughs> you know? He's like, you're going to give me chances? Nah, fuck that shit. You better play. You better come correct. You better whoop my ass. And that's, you know what? Me too, man. If I play you in a game, whoop my ass. Man, my coworker, right? He had this one uh, NBA game for about four months. He's like, hey, you want to play online? I'm like, sure, man. Let's fucking play online. He whooped my ass for about two fucking months straight, bro. Two months straight, talking shit at fucking work, okay? Talking shit, but guess what, man? I fucking practiced when he wasn't there, all right? I had a couple games here and there. I was learning on the job and shit. (laughs) And eventually, we fucking... Met up even Steven, skill versus skill, and then the fucking tide started turning and shit. And then we started betting money, (laughs) okay? For all the marbles. That's how you got to do it. And anything, come at me, bro. Come at me hard. You know what I'm saying? And the harder the game, the better I love it. When I hop into fucking Call of Duty, holy shit, man. It doesn't feel good to be the fucking the last player in the free-for-all. When you get number one, you post that video on YouTube, right? And I did that shit. <laughs> Holy crap, man. Holy crap. I remember going to Toys R Us with my kids. And I got daughters. So, you know, my wife would go with my daughters, check out the Barbies and the little fucking vehicles that I just said, Right? You know, the Barbie Corvette or the BMW or the fucking Hummer. Yeah, they had like a little Hummer and shit. And occasionally they wouldn't be like up above. Like they would have them up above, but sometimes they'd be on the ground. And one of my daughters, man, one of my daughters was getting that little vehicle and be riding the fucking snore. Okay. Up and down the aisles and shit. All right. (laughs) I mean everywhere. I'd be over there at the video game section and boom, I'd see her pass by and say, hey, dad. Right? And take off all around the store. 
And you know, eventually a coworker or manager or whatever is going to tell her something. And then she would come up to me like 15 minutes later and be like, that man was very mean to me. He told me I couldn't do that. He told me to get out of the vehicle. I'm like, well, you know what? That's bullshit. All right? Because you got to test out a fucking vehicle. How do they know I'm not going to buy one of them $350 fucking vehicles and shit? All right? You got to, what? You you go to the dealership, you just buy the fucking car? You got to see how it feels. You got to see how it works. Kick the tires and shit. So why not for a little motherfucking vehicle? So you don't want Toys R Us worker, go fuck yourself. And speaking of Toys R Us, man, they're all empty and shit. You know, if I was homeless, man, I'd be like, I'd become the manager of the fucking Hobo Hotel, okay? And charge everybody in there like five bucks and shit. Put some cots, you know what I'm saying? Hell, if I had enough money, put a fucking uh, big-ass screen in there and show movies and shit. I don't fucking know, all right? Big-ass Hobo Hotel. Who would fucking know? All these buildings are empty and shit. Jesus fucking Christ. You know, what's going on? What's going on? I don't know. And you know what, man? I know this is out of left field, but uh, what's up with people that put their foot in their mouth always? Huh? You know, I'm going to give you an example. Like, let's just say, and I'm, I'm not saying this happened to me, but like somebody fucking that you love, that you love dies. You know what I'm saying? You're fucking hurt. And you, you're, you're telling somebody about it. And what do they say? The, the person always put their foot in their mouth. They don't know how to speak. You know what? We live, we die. You know? What are we going to do? You know? Plus, didn't he smoke? <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know. There's no excuse for that. Or, did you lose your job again? How many is that now? Uh, like, twice this year? You know, in front of everybody. In front of fucking everybody. Damn, my my sister-in-law, she was the queen of this, man. I remember a fucking funny-ass story, man, she told. <laughs> Out of her own mouth, okay? So she's at work, and there's this lady, and she's, like, hobbling and shit, right? And she's like, oh, my God, my leg, this and that. She hit it, and all kinds of stuff. Now, this lady, I don't want to be mean or nothing, but she was real chubby, okay? I don't want to say fat. Let's just say she was real, real chubby, okay? And she tells my 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 sister-in-law, you know, come here. I want to show you what happened to me, all right, to her leg. And there's like a group and shit and my sister-in-law right there. And she lifts up her pant leg, okay, to show my sister-in-law. And my sister-in-law goes, ah! <laughs> and the lady looks at my sister-in-law and she goes, uh, it's up here? She hadn't even fucking shown her. She just showed her fucking kinkle, bro. I guess with varicose veins and shit. And my sister-in-law screaming at that. But what she wanted to show her was a fucking big old bruise, like a ball on the upper uh, part of her leg, almost to her knee and shit. <laughs> Man. That's brutal, bro. That's fucking brutal. But anyways. Hey. Hey, guys. I finally sold my first fucking item on Redbubble. 
I've been on Redbubble for a year. Haven't sold anything. I got fucking masks up there. I got t-shirts. I got fucking sweaters. I got baby bibs. I got everything, bro. Okay? I got fucking pajamas and shit. Not one item is sold, but guess what? On Redbubble, if you search for Homeboy88, you can look at all my items. The one thing that sold, and it was pretty cool, I looked at a, uh, my email and said, Hey, motherfucker, after a year, you finally sold something and shit. And by the way, don't worry about it. We're not going to charge you. I swear to God. They said, we're going to cover the cost. Don't worry about it. We're not going to charge you for the manufacturing. <laughs> What the fuck? Where's my cut? What the fuck? I created that shit. What I sold was a Lucha Libre Legends of Rayo de Jalisco in a baby shirt. Somebody got it for their kid. I think they look fucking cool. I got Lucha Libre Legends for, you know, uh, Mil Mascaras, Santos, Rayo de Jalisco, and Blue Demon. Go on there and fucking buy one. They're fucking cool. I also got, you know, like um, hip-hop quotables. I got one of Tupac saying, uh, why must I suck a fella just to live large like Rockefeller? And it looks pretty cool and shit. But hey, one sale after a year, I don't know, you know, whatever. At least I fucking sold something. I forgot about that shit. Checking my email, like, oh my God, my first sale. <laughs> That's kind of embarrassing. But anyways, you know, why not promote it right here? Maybe I'll get another one, another fucking sale. So go on there. Anyways. Hello, it's Homeboy88 of the Homeboy88 Podcast. Do you want to help support the show? Do you like the show? Hop on Redbubble.com and search for Homeboy88. And go into any one of my items and scroll down to where it says Designed and Sold by Homeboy88. Click that and then hit Explore Designs. And you'll find all the designs that I have ever done and are on sale from PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, the PWD, Pro Wrestling Dungeon, Do You Doge, the official Homeboy 88 podcast merchandise, Lucha Libre Legends merchandise, and hip hop quotes, and plus many, many more. So, so log on to redbubble.com. Search for Homeboy88, and thanks for helping out the show. Thank you so much. Coming up, we got Hip Hop 101 coming up, you know? And uh, it's going to be about immortal techniques, so here we go. And now it's time for Hip Hop 101, son. corrupt government. When I was two and a half, you left looking for a better life and settled in Harlem. 
Felipe Andres Coronel, born February 19, 1978, better known by the stage name Immortal Fucking Technique. Man, let me tell you something about this guy. This guy right here, around the year 2004, when I discovered his music on easemusic.com, I don't think that's a thing anymore, but... I said the story, I bought a 50-pack of Blink CDs, and on the cover it said, get 100 free downloads if you buy these Blink CDs, and go on eMusic and download them. And at that moment, at that time, I was discovering a lot of music, I'm not going to lie, on Napster, LimeWire, stuff like that. So I said, oh, you know what, this might be better quality, right? Because a lot of the quality on Napster wasn't, wasn't uh, CD quality. But this was, they were promising that. So I brought the CDs home. I went online and the main artist for hip hop, the number one guy with two albums up there was Immortal Technique for Revolutionary Volume 1 and Revolutionary Volume 2. And man, changed my fucking life. First I listened to Revolutionary Volume 2, then I went back to 1 because that was... The most downloaded hip-hop album on eMusic.com. eMusic.com was for like independent artists. And Immortal Technique loves being an independent artist. He didn't sign to a record label. And coming up, um, actually, I got a clip of him discussing uh, record labels and why he didn't want to sign to a record label. Yeah, oh, here Immortal technique, metaphysics. The reality of the situation is this, and I'm gonna be 100% frank with y'all. The record label does a lot of things for people. It buys them beats, it buys them studio time, it pays for cars, it buys them video spots, it buys them radio play, let's keep it real, it buys them women, it buys them coke, it buys them weed. It buys them cars, it buys them chains, it buys them watches. And sometimes they even pay for other people to write the verses for you. So all you really did was go in there in the booth and spit a verse that somebody else wrote for you, somebody else designed for you. And you expect to get paid a lot for that? Get the fuck out of here, yo. If you're going to act like a puppet, then don't be mad when somebody put their fucking hand up your ass. I don't have that problem because I'm nobody's puppet. Immortal Technique is Peruvian and was born in a military hospital in Lima. And uh, he moved to Harlem. But you know what? I got another clip. Let's let him tell it. And I went to a good school. I just had no direction in my life. And I used to get into fights all the time. I mean, I lived in Harlem. You know, you walked home and people wanted to test you. I wasn't thinking about being politically motivated because I really didn't see how that affected us in the long term of how it was. You know what I mean? I didn't realize what the, the prison industrial complex was. I'm a Harlem nigga that's concerned with the future. And yeah. if you're in my way, it'll, it'll be an honest future. Yeah. I'll approach you with the evil like crows in my people. Making them deceitful, cannibalistic and legal. But I see through the mentality implanted in us. And I educate my fam about who they should trust. Come on. You know what to do, right? New York, Harborside, Harlem. He attended Hunter College High School on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, which is Harlem. And his classmates included Chris Hayes and Lynn Manuel Miranda, whom he bullied, man. <laughs> 
but the two later became friends. You know who that guy is? Lin-Manuel Miranda? It's the guy that sings and raps on Hamilton, the fucking Broadway play. Huge, huge play. And uh, shortly after enrolling into Pennsylvania State University, he was arrested and charged with assault-related offenses due to his involvement in, in, like, you know, fights at school with other students. And, man, he got incarcerated for a year. So, God, man, he must have been whooping some fucking ass on the on the campus, right? God damn it, Immortal Technique. He has a bit of a temper in his rhymes and when he speaks. But, you know, he has that fucking fire, and that's why I love him. So, he recorded, you know, Revolutionary Volume 1. And that one, you know, has danced with the devil, which is like a cult classic for uh, underground hip-hop fans. And, but then he had, you know, Revolutionary Volume 2, and man, that one, just fucking, that one blew me away, and everybody away, right? Um, From the start of the fucking album to the end of the album, it's his, it's his message, right? And I love his message. His message is, is revolutionary. He, he, he was, he's kind of like a conspiracy theory on wax. But very, very fucking smart. And I'm going to say this, that I was listening to Immortal Technique at work. And I would tell my buddies, hey, check this out. And these these two brothers, they're conspiracy theorists as well, uh, Tony and Sean. And they don't like anything. I mean, they have, they're the biggest fucking critics on everything. They listened to it and they said, wow, I really, really like this guy. So they... Immortal Technique just reaches, you know, reaches everybody with his message. He he stands for it. He doesn't he doesn't flip flop, you know. He says what he says, and that's fucking that. And if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. The so-called third world countries might all speak different languages, but our struggles are very much the same. We've experienced war, genocide, revolution, occupation, and our roots are based in some of the greatest civilizations. Our stories of colonization sound so similar that sometimes they even make the streets look the same. When I began to learn and understand things about the world, I was set free. The more they learn and the more they read, they can set themselves free rather than relying on someone else to come set them free. If they can come from here, then the rest of the world will seem very easy. Tell them that I wish them very well in everything that they do. The intro to Revolutionary has, uh, it features Mumia Abu Jamal. You know, what a powerful statement. And then it goes right into the point of no return. That fucking, uh, that dope ass beat. Awesome song, and by the way, Rashad Evans of the UFC used that, you know, in uh, pay-per-view to come out to. That's pretty awesome. Peruvian Cocaine, which has the sample, you know, of Scarface when he goes to meet Sosa. Right? And it features Pumpkinhead, Diabolic, Tone Deaf, Poison Pen, Lucifer, and I'm... Does it have Aesop Rock? I don't know, but maybe. I don't know. Harlem Streets. Harlem Streets fucking dope, man. Harlem Streets covered in white powder like the motherfuckers' towers. Oh, shit. 
fuck that lyric up, but whatever. Obnoxious, everybody loves that one. The message and the money. But the one song that I played over and over and over again was the fourth branch. The fourth branch from Immortal Technique. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to play one fucking song, it's going to be the fourth branch. And I'm going to play it at the end of this uh, podcast for everybody. That one right there is so awesome. It's so perfect. It, it, it explains this guy perfectly. You don't bring people freedom. You find it among them. And working in that fashion is the way that you free your mind. Well, after Revolutionary Volume 2, he does The Third World and The Martyr. And he's currently working on the Middle Passage, but god damn it. This guy's been working on the fucking Middle Passage since 2007, and supposedly this fucking year, sorry about that guys, supposedly this year, it's gonna come out, finally. I can't wait for it. And the Middle Passage is the Middle Passage that's gonna lead up to Revolutionary Volume 3. Come on, Tech. You got to put that shit out, man. I, I love your music. Uh, I don't know if you got writer's block. You're touring a lot. You're doing, uh, you know, uh, charities all over the world. In Afghanistan, he built an orphanage. And here's here's um, Immortal Technique talking to the people in Afghanistan. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're ever going to go to a hip-hop show, I suggest you buy a ticket to one of his shows. Because he fucking prides himself on ripping it up on the fucking mic. Getting up there and fucking just delivering a strong, powerful message. Talking to the crowd about it. Doing his uh, songs. And man, it fucking hits hard. You know what I'm saying? Such a great artist, Immortal Technique. I would love to have you on the podcast and interview, brother. I don't know how to go, to go about doing that, but uh, I'm going to try to get Immortal Technique on here. But ladies and gentlemen, this has been another Hip Hop 101. I suggest that you check him out. Check all his uh, discography out on Spotify and YouTube because some of the stuff is not available on Spotify like uh, The Martyr, which was like a mixtape or something like that. I actually went on his website. And I ordered it, and he shipped it to me for free. The fucking cover, and every, all I had to do was pay for shipping. Is that fucking crazy or what? A cover, the disc, and everything. And that has, like, Goonies Never Die. It has uh, Angels and Demons. That's a fucking fantastic uh, album right there. Civil War. And he signed it. You know, when I went to a show, he signs that. He has signed my shirts. Another CD, The Revolutionary Volume 2, I got that autographed because I'm a huge, huge tech fan. And when I got to talk to him for a little bit, like he's a real fucking chill, dope dude. So, you know, put on his fucking music, chill out, and go into an Immortal Technique zone and just listen to all the shit. Thank you, everybody. This is Homeboy88 for the Homeboy88 podcast. And, uh... Peace out, New motherfuckers. Upon us, yet the past refuses to rest in its shallow grave. For those who hide behind the false image of the Son of Man shall stand before God. God, 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 God. It has begun.
voice of racism Preaching the gospel is devilish A fake church called the prophet Muhammad a terrorist Forgetting God is not religion but a spiritual bond And Jesus is the most quoted prophet in the Quran They bombed innocent people trying to murder Saddam When you gave them those chemical weapons to go to war with Iran This is the information that they hold back from Peter Jennings Cause Condoleezza Rice is just a new age Sally Hemings I break it down with critical language and spiritual anguish The Judas I hang with The guilt of betraying Christ Who murdered him, stole his religion And painted him white Translated and psychologically tainted philosophy Conservative political right wing ideology Glued together sloppily The blasphemy of a nation Got my back to the wall Cause I'm facing assassination Guantanamo Bay Federal incarceration How could this be? The land of the free Home of the brave Indigenous holocaust And the home of the slaves Corporate America Dancing offbeat to the rhythm You really think this country Never sponsored terrorism? Human rights violations We continue the saga El Salvador and the Contras And Nicaragua And on top of that You still wanna take me to prison Just cause I won't trade Humanity for patriotism It's like MK Ultra Controlling your brain, suggestive thinking Causing your perspective to change They want to rearrange the whole point of view of the ghetto The fourth branch of the government Want us to settle A bandana full of glittering Generality fighting for freedom and fighting terror But what's reality? Read about the history of the place that we live in And stop letting corporate news tell lies to your children Flow like the blood of Abraham Through the Jews and the Arabs Broken apart like a woman's heart Abused in the marriage the brink of holy war Bottled up like a miscarriage Embedded correspondence Don't tell the source of the tension And they refuse to even mention European intervention Or the massacres in Janine The innocent screams US manufactured missiles And M16s Weapon contracts And corrupted American dreams Media censorship Blocking out the video screens A continent of oil kingdoms Bought for a bargain Democracy is just a word When the people are starving The average citizen Made to be blind to the reason A desert full of genocide Where the bodies are freezing And the world doesn't believe That you're fighting for freedom Cause you fucked the Middle East And gave birth to a demon It's open season With the CIA bugging my crib Trapped in a ghetto region Like a Palestinian kid Where nobody gives a fuck Whether you die or you live I'm trying to give the truth And I know the price is my life But when I'm gone They'll sing a song about immortal technique Who beheaded the president And the princess and cheeks, you don't give a fuck about us, I can see through your facade, like a fallen angel standing in the presence of God, bitch nigga scared of the truth, when it looks at you hard, it's like MK Ultra controlling your brain, suggestive thinking, causing your perspective to change, they wanna rearrange the whole point of view in the ghetto, the fourth branch of the government, want us to settle, a bandana full of glittering, generality fighting for freedom and fighting terror, but what's reality, martial Laws coming soon to the hood to kill you while you hanging your flag out your project window. Yeah. The fourth branch of the government, aka the media, seems to now have a retirement plan for ex military officials as if their opinion was at all unbiased. A machine shouldn't speak for men, so shut the fuck up, you mindless drone. And you know it's serious when these same media outfits spending millions of dollars on a PR campaign to try to convince you they're fair and balanced when there's some of the most ignorant and racist people giving that type of mentality a safe haven.
We act like we share in the spoils of war that they do We die in wars, we don't get the contracts to make money off them afterwards We don't get weapons contracts, nigga We don't get cheap labor for our companies, nigga We are cheap labor, nigga Turn off the news and read, nigga Read